Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kala Stutzer, host of the Kala Stutzer Show. Just wanted to drop in to mention a few key things before we get this episode started. Number one and most important, please make sure you leave a five-star review and share this with a friend as that is the only way this show can grow. Number two, make sure that if you are going to listen to this episode, you listen to the very end because... In this specific episode, our lovely guest decided to answer a few extra questions for us after the fact through email that I will be reading at the end of this episode. So please stay tuned for that. And last but not least, if you're a minority-owned business here in the Kansas City area, here in the Midwest area, here in the entire country of America, here in the world, and you're interested in coming on the podcast, make sure you shoot me an email at show at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. With that being said... Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Kala Stutzer back at it again with another episode of the Kala Stutzer Show. You know, I tell you guys every week that I'm going to come back with a fire guest. And respectfully, the past two weeks, I didn't come with guests. So I had to come with a superpower, with high impact, with fire business with fire person with fire individual and just you know come in and bring you guys a special a special treat and today we have Fatima Parrish on the on the show go ahead and introduce yourself to the people well good afternoon good morning good day uh buenos dias uh, buenas noches wherever you are in the world uh bienvenido all that cool stuff uh, my name is Fatima Parrish I am the owner and president of Parish and Sons Construction. Parish and Sons Construction is a general contractor that's been serving the greater Kansas City area for over half a decade. We've been in business since January 28th of 2015. We self-perform excavation, grading, underground storm, water utilities, aggregate recycling, and hauling. We've been working for clients such as the City of Kansas City, Public Works Department, Parks and Recreation Department, KC Water, um, the Kansas City uh, Federal Aviation Department and uh, Casey Streetcar. So we've been doing a lot uh, for the city and just happy to be a part of the community and the ecosystem that allows us to thrive as, um, you know, minorities and women of color um, here in Kansas City. I love it. I love it. And a new thing I'm starting to do is to have my guests go ahead and give a call to action at the beginning of the show, because that's where the highest listenership is at. So can you go ahead and let people know how they can get in contact with you for business inquiries? Or if, if, if someone from the city of, of Olathe is like, hey, we need somebody to build a building right now, you know, how do they contact you? How do they get a hold of you? So number one, we always have our website. Uh, our website is www.parishandsonsconstruction.com. So that's P like Papa, A-R-R-I-S-H-A-N-D, construction.com. And you can always do a Google search, Parish and Sons Construction or Excavators in Kansas City, Missouri. We have our social media platform, so Facebook, and it's Parish and Sons on uh, Facebook. And we also have our LinkedIn following. You can just look up. Uh, me by Fatima.Parish or Fatima underscore Parish. And of course, we always have a phone call back to the basics, which is 816-914-1375. And you'll be able to kind of route through the phone system and get connected with someone from our estimating team, uh, someone from our office and all of those cool things uh, like that. And then there's always word of mouth or stopping by our office. Uh, we're always here Monday through Friday, eight to five, and with the exception of special holidays. 
I love it. I love it. So let's, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know how to get a hold of her. You guys know how to get, you know, in partnership, get business popping. So go ahead and make that happen if that's something you're interested in. Let's jump right into your story, though. So it's 2022 right now. What year were you 10 years old? And what were you thinking you were going to be when you were older? 10 years old. Well, that's a cool question. Um, so at the age of 10, I was likely following my dad around when, you know, it was evenings and uh, summer breaks or winter breaks, you know, going with him doing um, uh, service calls. Uh, my parents, they owned and operated an HVAC company. So we did heating, cooling, appliance repair. And, you know, this was just just for our, you know, the people in our communities, our church members, our neighbors, um, you know, people that we would meet. And so I would often go with him passing tools, carrying a drop light, or if we were doing a structural, electrical or mechanical property inspection, I was the person doing the paperwork. So I'm sitting here, you know, at this age, watching my dad serve the community and provide, you know, affordable, you know, uh, rates for, you know, just different, uh, uh, underserved uh, areas and it that stuck with me and has really truly been a part of you know the eating living breathing um sleeping portion of you know my existence and that servitude uh being able to give back and knowing that hey i'm i'm just a vessel you know here to provide you know the best opportunities for you know other people you know in our communities and around the world Absolutely. I love that. And you mentioned, you know, giving back to the community and servitude. So speaking of community, where are you from? What part of town? Are you even from Kansas City? Like, and if you are, like, talk about where you grew up and how that influenced you and the, and the, and the woman you became today or have become today becoming because I'm I'm 41 years old and I, and I love it I, I spend every single day learning and I, I can learn from anyone any being just by sitting you know and observing um watching you know an infant and realizing how their personalities are being you know formed from day one um, I chose to talk to you know my son in complete sentences and not baby talk or goo goo gaga and that, you know, changed the way he started formulating his first sentences. Um, so for me, um, the, the, the reality was that um, we, we really have been uh, here and it, it's by design. And, you know, that intention um, of what we choose to do with you know our, our design or the gifts that are naturally inside us from birth you know from conception it, it just it's, it's a matter of you know making that conscious choice you know we have the spirit of free will so we're either going to choose to stir the gift and become really really uh great at it or if not just great but being phenomenal is when we choose to start those gifts at an early age but if we kind of fight the gift and you know just you know, choose, you know, differently um, than what we were designed to, you'll see us kind of drifting for a little while, um, sometimes, you know, years. But I grew up in uh, Kansas City, uh, born and raised. Um, I went to Catherine B. Richardson Elementary School on 35th, right off of Prospect, and had a lot of really great teachers there that, you know, were uh, a part of my early educational uh, career. Um, being shaped and formed while I didn't have the best grades, but I had the, the focus and the dedication. And when you have 
have teachers elementary, you know, sharing in the encouragement or sharing in, hey, if you didn't get it right this time, here's some additional steps that you can take to do better. And so as I kind of progressed along my um, educational careers, it was those teachers and school counselors that, you know, were a part of helping me, you know, stay encouraged and be open and receptive to, you know, different learning styles, different learning techniques that, that I apply in my, you know, everyday life. So Catherine B. Richardson, that's where I was. And then I um, kind of progressed to Bingo Middle School, more teachers, more counselors encouraging, you know, me along the way. And it's in addition to my parents, you know, with that ruler, you know, saying, hey, stay on task, stay on track. And here's how, you know, you, you prepare yourself to be, you know, better than we were because it was about breaking a cycle. When we talk about cycles of recidivism and seeing that, hey, my parents had, you know, high school education and some certifications, but for me, they wanted me to go beyond that. And so when we talk about uh, secondary uh, education and, and what that looks like and understanding that, hey, I can write a letter to apply for a scholarship and the content of that application is really about me telling the scholarship, you know, donor why they should invest in me or believe in me or give money to better myself. And I was like, why not make the time to write the letter and create a template of that letter and revise it and continue to apply one in 30 scholarships. Oh, I got one, you know, one in five. I got another one. And so that helped, you know, progress me through my uh, educational um, uh, career. And, you know, Penn Valley Community College, I um, went there on a A-plus scholarship because in high school, we were given the uh, opportunity to mentor and tutor, you know, other high school, you know, um, other high school students. So if I was a junior, I was mentoring a sophomore and uh, possibly a freshman. And if I was a senior, I was mentoring, you know, the same, a sophomore, a, so a high school sophomore or a freshman. And so once you get a certain amount of hours, hey, you get free tuition and books. So I chose to, oh, look at that, my light went out. So I chose to, um, you know, go to Penn Valley Community College, another local um, school here, part of the MCC um, uh, campus. And I graduated there with my Associate of Arts in Computer Science and Information Systems. And after um, graduating from Penn Valley, I wrote more letters, applied for everything, diversity, everything, um, computer science, um, all of these different opportunities I applied for them. And I got, you know, scholarships um, after just being, you know, dedicated to making sure that, hey, no matter how many no's I got, I would continue to apply just to make sure that my, my post-secondary education was funded. So I graduated from uh, Northwest Missouri State up in Maryville, Missouri with my Bachelor of Science in Management Information Systems. And then out of college, I didn't get the job that I ideally wanted. I was actually making less than <laughs> before going into college. And so I was like, what? I went to school and got this degree and now I'm making less. What is this? Is something wrong? And so that was the, the big uh, reality check. I, um, I graduated with this degree in management information systems. And so I'm like, I want to write code. I want to, you know, go in and develop applications and traverse, you know, um, 
traverse different uh, log files and, you know, support uh, these applications that manipulate and um, process and tell us what we should do with all of this data that we're capturing. So how do we manage this information and make meaningful decisions based off of the data that has been captured? So doing that, um, graduating and getting a job less than what I had going into college, it, it was just kind of like, okay, keep trying. I got a you know, internship. So that was great. I was able to work at State Street with a team of software developers back in 2000. And they taught me so much. I was, you know, tasked with going into, you know, log into their application in their test environment and try to figure out ways to break or find holes in the um, application. So that was great. Um, I did that, but then 9-11 happened and the funding didn't get renewed for the internship <laughs> um, bucket. So I continued on and ended up uh, continuing my, my search and I was um, placed after multiple interviews uh, at Fortis. Uh, Fortis uh, was a um, employee benefits company that is now Sun Life down on 23rd and Grand. Another awesome group of developers that I learned so much from um, and it was just an amazing experience. I um, earned my uh, master's uh, degree from uh, from working there, it was, you know, tuition reimbursement, again, zero student loan debt. <laughs> so I was like, I'll continue to write the letters, I'll continue to keep my grade point average where it needs to be just so they can continue to reimburse me. So working full time, uh, being a mom, traveling and still going to school, juggling all these balls, just so that I could continue to break through, you know, and, and, and break this cycle and just being encouraged and supported by my parents who were like, we want you to go further keep pressing. And so that's what I continue to do. Love it. There's so much I want to touch on there. Let me start by saying every Black queen that I've interviewed on this show has been juggling so much parent, uh, school, work, thinking about building a business, like just going. And, and the fact that, you know, you know, all of you guys have been able to handle that and make it happen and super inspiring for me um, just as a young man and, you know, growing up around queens all my life and them being the source of my inspiration, you guys are adding to that. So I just want to say thank you there. Um, and then on the flip side, I wanted to ask you, you know, who was the most impactful person do you feel like? I'm sure there's a lot of people that contributed to your journey. I know you mentioned middle school and some of these teachers and counselors. Obviously, you mentioned your father and following him along um, and, and your parents with their HVAC company. And then, you know, I'm sure you've ran into other developers and leaders in some of these positions as you were 20 and in your, in your 30s. So when you think about somebody that really stands out right now at age 41, of somebody that, wow, this person was impactful and is definitely a big reason I'm here today. Who do you think of and why? Hands down, it's my dad. And my mom, you know, the, the, the combination, you know, of their parenting, uh, their parenting styles, you know, good cop, bad cop in different areas. Um, my dad, I could do business with any day of the week. My mom, she's always going to listen and she's going to encourage me. But my dad's going to be the one that's like, you know, <laughs> that's not going to work. And or or, hey make sure you're considering all of the risk associated with, you know, making this decision and seeing him 
to go through multiple certifications and seeing, you know, the ebbs and flows of the business being the, you know, the, 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 the uh, patriarch, you know, leading a house uh, full of, uh, of women, <laughs> five sisters, and so it was a lot of estrogen. So for him to be able to manage, you know, uh, growing a small business and leading a household full of estrogen and still, you know, despite the odds, keep us, you know, uh, safe you know, that that was it. And he remained that stand in, stand up guy, you know, and we ended up having a younger brother of the union and he passed away with RSV, which is respiratory sensual virus. And it was, it, it, it shattered, it shook our family, but it taught us to love harder and be okay giving hugs and knowing that, you know, for the 14 months of my baby brother's existence, that it's priceless, it's irreplaceable, but what could we do as a family to share in that experience of learning about respiratory sensual virus to other uh, families with newborns and hear the things that we wish that we would have known or we wish that we would have done. So seeing my dad form this 501c3 despite, you know, his baby boy, you know, the, the goal was, yeah, to have a son, you know, to carry on the family name because, you know, being married, hey, you no longer, you know, have that family name or, you know, you hope that your husband is supportive of you hyphenating um, the, the family name. Um, but it, it was just really, you know, hands down my dad and, you know, my mom, that combination, you know, my mom was the numbers person. She was the accountant. She taught me to do math in pencil. Um, what are you doing with this pen? And, you know, she would have that stern ruler and, you know, wanted to see the long uh, form of division. She wanted to see the steps. She wanted me to walk through, you know, the whole process. And so I think hands down, if, if I could say a, a combination of the two, my parents <laughs> being one. I love it. And, you know, I'm sure there's so many characteristics, like you just mentioned, that they, you know, instilled in you and that you've carried on and on the topic of character traits and you know, especially in the role that you hold at Parish and Sons right now, like when you are meeting different people, whether it's through networking, whether it's through hiring, whether it's through who you're going to work with or who you're going to, uh, you know, do a job for, what are some character traits that really stand out to you that you really value? And maybe what are some supporting reasons behind why those character traits mean so much to you? So I would say the number one trait for me is, uh, being humble. Um, and, and that means no matter where you are within the organization, there is a respect that is, you know, carried and um, shown for everyone within the organization, no matter the title, no matter the, you know, shade, no matter the um, backstory. So, that, that, that's number one. And when we talk about being humble, you know, the things that come with that is integrity. If I give you my word, uh, I'm gonna do my best to keep it. And if something changes that prevents me from honoring that, hey, it's, I'm a phone call away, or, you know, I'm 20 minutes away, can we talk? Here's what has changed. So that ability to nurture a relationship and, you know, having the brutal, uh, the integrity to be brutally honest about where things are and come up with the action plan 
to help us grow, you know, from whatever may have changed within that promise that, you know, was given. So just being humble and, you know, um, and, and having integrity. I love that. I love that. And, you know, you're, you're a Kansas city gal. Like you've been here, you've been on every row, you've been doing work, you've been serving, you've been going to school here. You've been watching your parents run business here. You went to Northwest, which a lot of students from the Kansas City metro area go to and then come back home and keep putting in work in the town. So when you think about some of the friends you had like growing up, like 16, 17, 18, maybe you're still close with them. Maybe you fell off with them. I want to ask you, what do you think? What do you think, you know, how do those conversations go when they see you running a business? They see a powerful woman killing it like. Uh, they see you giving back to the community. Like when you re-engage, when you reconnect with old friends from high school, what are some of the conversations you guys are having? Like, what does that look like from, you know, someone seeing you from 15 to seeing you run a business today? I don't know if that question makes particular sense, but I hope you caught it. It really does. Uh, so it, it makes perfect sense. For me, back in 2009, uh, there was a friend um, that I had, uh, met who was the best friend of my cousin um, I had met him uh, in middle school so I was 12 he was 13 and we ended up reconnecting at different um, at a different phase in our life because we had known each other since middle school and him and my uh, cousin were best friends and so when my little brother passed he ended up coming to the funeral when my cousin passed we reconnected again coming to the funeral and in 2009 we reconnected again you know just in general, after he had been, you know, trying to catch up, and um, what what the um, conversation was is kind of like recapping where you know we were currently in life and what were the goals that we would like to have achieved, and you know, thrust that forward uh, to 2011, 2010. Um, it ended up being my husband. Um, he would come by, helping me work on my motorcycle, helping me do a oil change or a tune-up on my car, and it was a lot of our, you know, life um, um, goals had been in alignment. You know, we both, I had a son and he had a son, and we were like, yeah, I want a daughter, you want a daughter, and so he was like, you know, I've been uh, doing um, heavy equipment operating with my dad, and I was like, wow, well, I've been doing, you know, HVAC, you know, with my dad, and I've been doing property management and all these other businesses that I tried to build forward from, and so we ended up uh, getting married. Uh, and talking about, you know, what, um, what what legacy businesses look like. And I was like, I've had all these other businesses. And, you know, if you think you can be great at this, I know I can manage anything. And so this person from my, my middle school, you know, my childhood, I ended up reconnecting with him multiple times throughout the years. And, you know, in 2009, we ended up um, taking things um, one step further. And uh, that that's really, you know, just, it was like, wow, you're doing all these amazing things. Um, and at that time I had been pretty heavily into our uh, foundation that my dad created for my little brother when he passed. And so we were doing Rip the One Ray fashion shows, spreading RSV awareness and style. And so we had a couple years of, you know, raising money, working with local um, artists and giving models the opportunity to, you know, walk at the uh, gym the theater. And then there was um, 
another uh, theater that we hosted um, the very first fashion show fundraiser with, and we would go to different um, daycares, passing out brochures, talking about respiratory essential virus, what it was and how you prevent it and all this cool stuff. But that person from childhood is, is my husband, you know, of uh, 12 years now. So <laughs> congratulations. And I love it. I'm glad I asked that question. We got a nice love story out of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I know we're short on time. So I want to ask you one final question right here. And that question is, what is one of the best investments? It could be of time, of energy or money, but what is one of the best investments you've ever made that like the ROI is powerful, it's there. Like when you're looking at it in 2022, you're like, well, wow, that definitely paid off. What's the best investment? And again, it could be money, time or energy that you ever made. Uh, continued education my time to continue with my education. I can't say it enough. You know, I, I will spend the rest of my life learning and I'm okay with that. And knowing that my education continues each day and accepting that is, is the, the, the biggest investment of my time because it's only gonna allow me to grow and understand so many different aspects of life. When you talk about diversity, when you talk about being inclusive and being actionable about how we make things equitable, it's about understanding and learning about the cultures of everyone. So continuous education. I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much for your time today. I'm glad that we were able to, you know, touch base and have a conversation a little bit more about you. I know probably a lot of interviews that might come through might be specifically on the business, but I'm glad we got to touch a little bit more on your life story, a little bit about your journey. And I'd love to make a part two out of this because I had about 70 more questions. <laughs> um, but no, I really enjoyed this conversation and getting to learn a little bit more about you. Before we leave here today, can you give maybe one piece of advice to whoever you want it to be? You can target it at women, you can target it at everyone, you can target it at me, you can target it at literally whoever you want, but just one piece of advice or one maybe quote or word that you want the people who are listening to this right now to, you know, dwell upon for the rest of today. We can do all things through Christ. He is the provider of our strength. Anything is attainable, just accepting the challenge and knowing that you, you know, just have to be prepared to do the work. So embrace change, accept the challenge do the work, be actionable. And when you fall down, get back up, fall forward, learn from it, apply it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and your time. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up today? No, I, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and I'll continue to serve and do my best. Man, Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you leave a five-star review as that is the only way this podcast can grow. Please share if you enjoyed this conversation. And more importantly, go back to the first two minutes of this episode and listen to the CTA, the call to action. Go follow her. Go support her. Go support your local businesses. Go, go get that money up. Whatever you need to do to go support her, do it. Let's be great. Let's have an amazing day. Again, thank you so much for your time. And that is a wrap. All right, all right, all right. You stay till the end of the show. And as promised, our guest left us a few extra answers to a few extra questions through email. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and read those questions and her answers. And we'll keep it short and brief. But I just thought you guys might find her answers interesting or maybe helpful. And I'm really just grateful for our guest for deciding to email back with the answers to these questions as she already spent 30 minutes with us and decided to extend some extra time to write this email out. So thank you. We're extremely grateful. Question number one. What critical business decisions does your company have to make at the end of each quarter? Our guest answered, What bid opportunities closely align with their organizational direction and philanthropy? Number two, what management tools have given your business an advantage that you're willing to share? Embracing technology, pay for the training, and and continuing education required to remain competitive. Number three, how can construction companies recruit more women? Our guest says, Start with elementary school age mentoring by partnering with organizations like Awesome Ambitions, Girl Scouts of America, Boys and Girls Club, and by just simply being present in the space. Our guest says, I hope this helps. Have a fantastic day. And we say back to her, thank you for your time, your energy, and your hard work and commitment to the community of Kansas City. Thank you, and again, ladies and gentlemen, one way to make this podcast grow, to spread its message, to spread some good energy, is just to share and leave a five-star review, as it is the only way we can grow. Thank you so much, and have a great evening, great afternoon, or a great morning. Let's go.